the future of radio. The future of radio. The future. The future of radio is here. Unemploymentradio.com. It's the big day. Stop. You're going to make me freaked out even more if you call it the big day. It's going to be fun. I mean, we've got the whole panel. Like, people are looking to us. They're promoting the hell out of it, too. I'm not going to lie. They I'm are. Sorry. They are. Yeah, it's it's being posted everywhere. And it doesn't help that we have, like, friends that work at the Mercury, too. So I think they're like, oh, Sarah and Greg, we like them. Yeah. Let's just keep doing this. Yep. And it's just making me more terrified every time I see like a push for it. <laughs> but it's a good thing. I know it's a good thing, but I mean, every time it's a more grandiose description of how it's like <laughs> the most hilarious thing you will ever see in your entire life. I'm Greatest like, oh, fuck. Living comedy legends, Greg. Stop. <laughs> I know. Because they're so, it's such a nicely written thing. It's such thing a great thing. That it's making me nervous. It bothers you when something I'm nice I'm used happens. to people like being mean to us. So when someone's being like so nice, I'm. it makes What's me uncomfortable. What's your angle? Don't you do it. <laughs> I know. I'm mad. Hello, everyone. <laughs> this is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Extillan. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever now you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. Thank you for finding us. Um, quick word of note, as usual, at the top of the show, I just want to remind everybody to go to our website, funemploymentradio.com. We have all of our shows on there, but also you can click on that Audible link and get yourself a free audio book if you sign up for the free trial. Greg, let me tell you, I just finished, uh, I talked about this before, I uh, finished Rob Lowe's uh, second book. It's called Love Life, which is the follow-up to his first book. Do you only listen to, like, like celebrity biographies? Now, for some reason, the, like... Because, like, that's your last three books. It's my last two. Last it's two. last two, because I listened to, yeah, Greg Sestero with uh, The Disaster Artist, then I just finished Rob Lowe, Love Life, and now I actually just got, and I'm very excited... Because this is the one I wanted to start with, but this is the one I've been looking forward to the most. So I held off on that, got Love Life first, and now I'm listening to Stories I Only Tell My Friends, which is Rob Lowe's account of basically uh, pre-rehab, like 80s, like party stories and like going out yeah, in like old Hollywood. Audiobooks are like 16 hours. That's too many hours of Rob Lowe. That's is a lot there of hours of Rob Lowe. such thing as too many hours of Rob Lowe? I think, I mean, and I, I am not against Rob Lowe, but wow. I, well, That's I'm, a lot of Rob I, Lowe. I just started the second one. I have to say, I'm already uh, delighted with the storytelling. He's, um, he In our a live chat right now, just of note, Edward just said, Rob Lowe seems more of a picture book kind of guy than a word book <laughs> kind of guy. <laughs> he, he has a very nice, uh, like, manner of speaking, though. Like, it's very, I, and I love. He is, I, he's pleasant sounding. I've talked about before how I like hearing things from somebody else's perspective, like how we do the show. We do it from our perspective. Perspective. I enjoy hearing, you know, the lives that people have led coming out of their faces. So yeah. I, I am enjoying it. So yes, this book is nine hours long. I'm about okay. twenty minutes in. So I'm going to be all Rob Lowe all the time for about a for about a week here. Well, you should see if you can get him on the show. I mean, because he does have the low okay. files. He's got a television you, show, and I, he's got his. Can I tell you something that's funny what? about Love Life? So in Love Life, and that's um, the name of his book. That's the name of his book. It came out in 2015. Okay. It was the follow up to his. I mean, this this one uh, stories I only tell my friends or stories I tell my friends is was like a huge success, and so this okay. was, Love Life was his follow up. All right, but in Love Life, he. Uh, why are you dismissing? I'm me? I'm not dismissing. I'm just okay. No, he's got two books. Yes, but it I'm was talking a huge about, success. So at one point in Love Life, he's making fun of people, saying like, "Well, I guess if I don't really have anything else to do with my career, I could probably like do some like reality like Bigfoot show or something." And then that's what he's doing, and that's what he did is yes. reality Bigfoot show. I, like, I mean, oh. more power to him. You can't deny. But that's he was making fun of it awesome. in the book, and then I'm like, "All right, and now you're doing it, buddy. Be careful what you what you put out there." Hey, you know, I mean, if you can do it, why not? Mm-hmm. I would certainly go do a Bigfoot reality show. I, I Absolutely. I would do a mystery show. I would love that. 
absolutely love that to to be able to do that to go around and travel and like investigate mysteries there's one guy that has like what's his name undercover or not undercover um oh there's a mystery show that's on and now i'm forgetting the name of him we actually had the guy on the rick emerson show one time where he travels around the world and he tries to find truths. Oh, what is it? I don't know. Like I'll every try to find it. Show on. Yeah, but it's really network. good. It's a really good show. It was. I think it was on Discovery Channel, and then it was on something else. The guy's really great that hosts it. But yeah, he goes around the world and be like, okay, in rural villages in Vietnam, they have rumors of a monster that lives there, and you know that comes out of the forest in the middle of the night and attacks people. So he'll go to like random rural Vietnam and talk to the locals, and it's it's half about like him traveling. You know, and then making fun of his crew. And this his crew sounds more like your kind of thing. It's right up my alley. Yeah, because I'm kind of like already nodding off when you're talking about it with the whole life <laughs> travels. Like, I like the mystery part. Oh, uh, see, I like the travel part. Just I mean, as much I as love the, the travel. I want to be traveling. I, I, when I see other people traveling, I'm like, I want to be doing that. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, mm. well, that's the kind of thing you have to do, though. I'm telling you, this show is good. I will figure out the name. Of course, I can't remember the name of it. Okay, well, oh, let's, we don't need to figure it out right this second. All right, now it's bothering me. I know. But the show is great. Yes. The show is, the show is really good. The show that he can't remember what the name of it is is yes. super great. Super great. Yeah. Great show, And it everybody. just really sticks in your head. You're like, God, that is <laughs> really an excellent is, show. Really is lasting. I can't wait to forget the name of it. Yeah, boy, that's really bothering me See, that Greg, I can't remember See, Greg, these are the puns that I can make on stage tonight. All right, well, that is something we've got to think about. So <sighs> tonight, I, I'll tell that story, too, by the way. I'm going to tell that story that I just told. On, on the show. Tonight. Oh my God, but never have a conclusion. But maybe no, what you should do is conclude. in the middle of it, pull out your phone and start like looking for it mm-hmm. like like aggressively on mm-hmm. your phone like while you're supposed to be talking. But put up a finger too and be like, uh, hold on just a second. Let me try and find this. Uh huh. Yeah, though, no, that, that like, sounds Make sure right. everybody sits and waits and watches you while you try to find the name of a show that you can't remember. Destination Truth. That's the name of the show. Wow, that took like a solid like six minutes of yeah. our show for you to find that. Mm hmm. Yeah, see, so that, I've already eaten up some time, so if we're on stage, clearly this will be entertaining for a live audience. Josh Gates, that's the guy, it's a great show. Okay. All right, so anyway. Jesus, can we move on Tonight, now? tonight, we will be part of the I Anonymous show at Curious Comedy Theater. So it's taking place, Portland Mercury is presenting it. Now, Greg, if people don't know what the I Anonymous show is, why don't you tell us about it? I Anonymous is... Basically, a column in the Mercury where they publish anonymous letters that people send in. It could be rants, could be raves, could be personal, could be complaining about somebody else or confessions, all kinds of different things that they send in. And they're all anonymous. And it used to be they would just publish them and just leave them as that. And I think you could comment online, of course. But now with the show, and they've had this show going for a while, Caitlin Weirhauser hosts it. And she'll have a panel up there and she'll read the letters and then we will talk about them, and Sarah and I being part of the panel for tonight. Two of the asking. three panelists. Two of the three panelists. So it isn't panelists. like two out of five, two out of three. We're two out of three of the panelists. It's Sarah, myself, and Julia Ramos, and then, of course, along with Caitlin, who will be hosting. And the whole show is about 80 minutes long. 80 minutes long. And we'll be, we'll be doing this tonight. Now, if you listen to this show, you know that Sarah gets uncomfortable in front of live audiences. I'm trying to be less comfortable, but I think that the thing is make that uh, I'm not nervous hanging out. Like, I love both Caitlin and Julia. They are amazingly talented humans. Mm-hmm. I'm not nervous about that. What I am nervous is about like the grandiose way to which this has been uh, publicized. It has been publicized. Like if nobody has ever heard us before. Can I, I, I have it pulled yeah. up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The description that they posted about us. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so good. About the, uh, about the anonymous show. So it was uh, written by William Stephen Humphrey. 
who is just oh. a wonderful human. We've had him on the yeah. show before. Uh, so it says, like, a phoenix rising from the ashes. Uh, Portland's favorite night of comedy returns for, uh, returns for a laugh-filled January editioning. Uh, January edition. Sorry, I'm freaked out because I can't even, like, speak right now. Man. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The I Anonymous submissions pulled from the Mercury's very popular column and blog, then read aloud and discussed by a bunch of very funny people. As always, your host is Caitlin Warehouser, Portland's Funniest Person of 2017, as well as uh, one of the Mercury's indisputed geniuses of comedy, who will be your tour guide for an evening of rants, confessions, and opinions. And tonight, Caitlin will be joined by an extremely witty panel of comic masterminds, including Sarah X. Dillon and Greg Nibbler. From the beloved Fun Employment Radio podcast, as well as Julia Ramos, uh, one of the hosts of the also beloved local comedy night, Minority Retort. Together, these titans of laughter will attempt to make sense out of some of the best and nuttiest I-Anonymous submissions ever. So what are you waiting for? Get your tickets now for the most jaw-dropping, revealing, and insane night of comedy, <laughs> the I-Anonymous show. <laughs> that is a buildup. That is a buildup. Man. Yeah. So that's that's what's happening. So that's happening tonight, live, Wednesday, January 3rd, Curious Comedy Theater. I think doors open at like 6.45, show starts at 7.30. Sarah and I will be there on stage for this. We would. It, it's always awesome when people can come out and uh, hang out with us and support that um, and, and support us because it's it's nice when they say like, oh, that's great. It's, it's, great. Fun. it's, like, it's always a catch-22, like, though, because I want people to come out and support us. I love seeing our friends there. But then I'm always like... I'm scared to see our friends there, but I want you to be there. I would, I would like to I see. I would prefer to have some people who, who like us there. So Sarah gets nervous on stage. That's the bottom line. It's, it's not your comfort I zone. I do, and I'm not like a com- – like, you know, we, we do our, our show and we talk about things, but I'm not like a mm-hmm. comedian. Uh-huh. And I don't – like, I, I fear when we're called masterminds of comedy that I might not meet up to the expectations if somebody hasn't heard us before. Mastermind is a, is a high bar. I mean, There's it's a, a, high hi- bar. a high bar is set. Yeah. That's a high bar. I don't bar. know. I mean, what do, what do you suggest that I do to not be nervous? Because I um, have to say, I'm very nervous right now. Well, why, why don't we do this? Why don't we read some of the... Because I don't understand exactly how the show runs. I think we just kind of riff on whatever it is that's brought up. So we could practice... Here on the show, nothing better than giving listeners a practice show. Uh, do you want to read some of the I anonymous Wait, letters? What do I do? What do I do? What do I read? I read them. I read um, them. Do you want to read do it, I or read I can them? pull? I can pull it up and read one, and then do you want to try like saying something about it? Um, no. <laughs> All right, we could try this. We could try this because I don't know what they're going to pull. Um, so these are just random ones that are posted. I imagine some of these could be ones that are pulled. I don't know. Uh, okay, and I'm so, sure, like the the more offensive, there, I'm sure it's going to be like the terrible ones that are pulled. Prob- probably, yeah, probably. Let's see. I, and again, I'm just skimming over these right now. Uh, Caitlin will have these all figured out. Okay, here's one. I'll try this. The title is "What's the 411 by Anonymous. You keep talking about going away. Your last threat was you weren't going to come back next time he talked about her. Well, he did, and right in front of you. Yet here Wait, you are. what? He talked about who? Who's the... Is it a woman talking about a man talking about Nobody, a woman? Nobody, I don't know. I, you can only read it. It's anonymous, so you can only read what it is that it says. All right, can you start again? You keep talking about going away. Your last threat was you weren't going to come back next time he talked about her. Well, he did, and right in front of you. Yet here you are. Here you stay. 
No one's asking you to stay. No one wants you to stay. You always come back. You're so delusional that you've convinced your theories and assertions to be fact and nothing but the truth. The fact is how deranged you are. It's really scary. No one listens to you. No one wants to hear what you have to say. Everything you say is diarrhea for years. You say the same things. Oh, this is an angry person. Your complaints are the same ones we hear all the time. Next time you make a threat to disappear, keep good on your word and go away, please. And don't come back. Wow. So what do you think about this? Um, I don't know. That, that sounds like a very angry person. Mm-hmm. Um, um, maybe you should focus more on your own life than focusing on someone who you describe as diarrhea. Yeah, diarrhea is a really, that's really like, intense way to describe that's something. Super aggressive, and that paints a that picture is. of something that I don't want to. Everything think you about. say is diarrhea for years. Yeah. So, I mean, the problem is though, this is probably somebody who uh, plays it off. Straight and normal, like you would never know See, this that is, they have this deep inside of them. That's what Anonymous says. It's like uh, Portland in a nutshell. It's just passive aggression to like the mm-hmm. umpteenth point. Yeah. Where you can sit there, describe someone's, you know, speaking ability mm-hmm. as diarrhea. But then they'll be perfectly nice and ready to rip on anybody else who says oh, something yeah. like that in public. Yeah, that is the, that's that's definitely part of it. Uh, Keelan in the chat just says, no one likes the person that, that knows so much they can assert that someone else's behavior is really scary and they really need to go get help. That is true. All right, here, want to try another one? No. I don't know how fast these things go. I imagine we talk about these longer in time, but I'm trying to give you a little bit of a little bit of practice. So I'm picking these randomly because that's Thanks how they're going to be given to us. Thanks for picking the diarrhea one first, though. I appreciate that. I was really hoping that on today's show I could say that at least five times. I mean, I could set aside time to where I read it, and we just have quiet on the show while we do that. Do you want to fill the time of while I proofread them? No. Okay. Well, then we're just going to do go about it this way. Okay. Uh, let's see. There's some really much. Here's one one called, um, boy, these are weird. This is gonna be. They are weird. Just pull a weird one. Okay, best husband ever. Okay, looks like you went on another vacation. Looks like you went on another vacation. I hope you enjoyed it. Did you know the only reason you get to go on nice vacations is because of your husband's employees? The same employees who don't get any vacation time or holidays off. The same employees who have to work a second job to pay their own bills, including medical. The best husband in the world of yours shows up to the office around 10 a.m. and leaves before 3 p.m. every day, parking in the fire lane the whole time. He doesn't bother to read his emails (laughs) and has had a third party end their contract with his company because of it, but gets very angry if there is one missed call to the support. Line. Wow, there's a lot of angry people. Is this all angry people? Have you asked your husband why is it just that one just keeps going on? I don't know if you want to keep reading this one or <gasps> no. Okay, and I'm looking at the way that Caitlin describes this as she called it when she had posted about the show. She said New Year old, uh, uh, New Year old grudges. We'll be unpacking Portland's gripes and confessions. So I guess it really is just a bunch of people complaining about. So stuff. let's try this one. Have you asked your husband why he is hiring more employees in Belize, minimum wage below two dollars an hour, and Mexico, minimum wage below fifty two cents an hour? What are your plans on MLK Day? That's nice. I'll be working for your husband who will not be in the office that day. Okay, first of all, why the fuck is this woman blaming the wife? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, seriously, could you be more of a turd? Well, here, it it gets to that. It gets to that. So she says, so the next time you want to flaunt your lavish life on Facebook, remember these two things. One, your husband basically runs a sweatshop and his competitors are catching up to his business. Two, in 10 years, we know how this will end. You are going to find out that he is either fucking one of us, one of his 20, oh, either fucking one of his 20-something employees or getting busted for tax fraud. All you had to do was enjoy your life. You didn't have to brag about it. Fuck you. Man. Okay, so what That this, is some anger. What I would recommend is that whoever this boss is, like he needs to, if someone thinks this is directed at them, like he needs to tell his lady or gentleman love, whoever it is, to uh, lock their Facebook shit down. 
and not like befriend any of the employees because clearly that's there's some aggression going. Yeah, but on there. he doesn't he doesn't know about it though. That's the thing. He has no idea because this person's not bringing this up to him. She's random. She or he is randomly complaining about. So this person is complaining about about the about boss's their wife, boss, and about really, the wife who. It sounds it like nothing it's, to do with the work, but they're mad that the wife is having a good life and flaunting it on Facebook. Yes. And in the interim, they're also hoping that the husband is going to go bankrupt at, bankrupt and cheat on her. Yeah. I mean, I would think maybe That's spend a more time. person. Spend less time looking at your boss's wife's Facebook and more time maybe looking for it on, I don't know, looking form for of a, new employment or something. Yeah, look for a new sounds job. Sounds like a shitty boss. But I mean, the boss is the boss. Like, are you going to change something with that? You can change. You can get out of there. But I mean, I don't think you're going to really change this guy. Yeah, this guy's this guy's set in his ways. All right. So what we're going to be dealing with tonight is what I'm thinking is just a bunch of assholes writing in to complain about mundane shit, and then we get to make fun of it. Yeah, I think that's what we're. I kind of like that. With. I could do that. Yeah. All right. Do you want to try one new one? Okay. Or one, one is it, more is here. Is it somebody else complaining about something? Um. Yeah, I think so. Oh, I, I thank mean, again, God. I'm just kind of skimming, so I I don't know. I really don't know. This is just completely random. I just pulled. So anonymous. Oops. It's called Right On Daddy-O. Here's the letter. I'm a fairly new TriMet bus driver, and I may not be around very long. It turns out that I may not like driving as much as I thought. Two. Okay, again, it doesn't make sense all the time on these things. I think there was supposed to be a one. Uh, One, it turns out that I may not like driving as much as I thought. Two, the traffic in this city has gotten out of hand. Three, other cars, what are you thinking? Four, people suck. A whole family gets on the bus. Oh, about ten people total. Mom and dad, along with grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle, whoever they were. And I'd say five kids. So five kids and five adults. Naturally, they sit in the priority seating area. It was empty, and it makes sense. Then immediately, two riders that need the priority get on, so mom and one kid move to the back, leaving dad and three kids on one side of the priority seating area. Then another priority person gets on. But get this. It's two of the kids that start to move instinctively, and then the dad starts hollering to the kids, no, don't sit there. The whole time, Daddy-O just sits there. Well, the kids, ever so polite, move out of the way for the disabled person. There's nothing I can do because the customer is always right, but the ignorance and cluelessness amongst a dad, let alone. I don't think the customer is always right with that because it has a clear rule saying you must, you are legally required to move for elderly and disabled patrons. It does. Yeah. And it does bring me back to another. And you're an asshole if you don't, anyway. And it does bring me back to another driver I witnessed when I wasn't considering being a driver. It was a full bus and he kept saying over the monitors, if there's an empty seat, go ahead and take it. He kept saying it. I didn't realize why. Then I realized he was talking about the one person who wasn't making room for anyone else taking up two seats. Maybe I better start asserting authority. Like it will matter. That to wasn't who asserting think authority. That's a, that's asserting pass, passive aggression. Um, you mean what for the guy? For the bus driver can to be take that? A, yeah, everyone can take a seat. Everyone he could be like, "Sir, you need to sit, like move over and open up." Well, the other he's seat. encouraging other people to stand up for themselves and like force that somebody's got to take it upon themselves to force that guy to give up his seat. I would do that. I have done that before. That dude, the person who sits there and spreads their legs out and tries to claim two seats. If there's no other seat and no one is taking it. You know, I'll I'll give priority to anybody oh, yeah, who needs it. I'll jam it. myself in there, yeah. But yeah, out of principle, if no one else, if everyone else is afraid to, I'll make that guy move over. I will I will force myself into the seat. Oh yeah, me too. Next to him. Mm-hmm. So that that's I'm just saying there's there's different ways you can go about it. That's one way you can go about it. But I mean the the thing is, yeah, you do have to move. I mean, I'm saying like I have friends I have friends who are bus drivers and they can clearly do it. Like it, it takes a certain amount of per, like patience and dry, and skill to be able to be a bus driver. I could uh-huh. never do it. My God, how thin the the how small the lanes are, how big the buses are, how bad are their drivers are. Like I am just 
ter- I would be terrified of driving a bus. Well, I mean, ultimately, you either have to ignore like the crazy people, like the people that are that are taking up seats or things like that, or you have to out crazy them. That's what it is. Stare. Talk to yourself. Nobody's gonna ever like you trying to out crazy someone. No, you try to out crazy the crazy person. Yeah, that's what you have to do. You have to you have to fight. You either have to ignore them and run away, or you have to be crazier than them and make them make them uncomfortable. Like that's the that's the situation. You're being crazy for the people. Like you're trying to back the people. I let me just tell you, as a person who takes the bus, I would not appreciate someone trying to out crazy a crazy person. But I mean, you direct it. It's directed craziness. Mm, but it's still contained crazy because you're all stuck in the same bus together. Mm, yeah. Too no, because yeah, because the, yeah. uh, then I'm gonna have to like witness it, and that's one of those things. You know how when someone's trying to get attention, it seems like that's a scream for attention kind of thing. No, it's not. I'm telling you, I, what we're what we're talking about is actually trying to help out everybody else. Mm. By by getting rid of the crazy person, I just don't think doubling the crazy, crazy in a in a contained unit like a bus is going to make it better for anybody. I think it'll help out in the end. I mean, I'm just saying those are two we'll different agree things. To or you ignore and you just have to let this person like run run, you know, rough shot all over everybody else. I'll just keep my headphones in and stare straight ahead. And if no, they that's try to the other talk, way. Yeah, eye contact is what, one thing you ignore. But mm-hmm. yeah, see that that's what it, that's yeah. What's Rick called. is saying. So what Greg is saying is go onto the bun- <laughs> go onto the bus and punch the biggest guy. What I'm saying is you have to have some kind of uh, – I'm setting you up is what I'm doing. You realize this. Mm. <laughs> so, Well, I am not going to poke the crazy because I don't want to uh, have a long conversation or, you know, mm-hmm. get stabbed by somebody. Well, you know, that's the risk you take when you're, you know, a, a hero on the bus, I guess. When you're trying to out-crazy the crazy. the last word I would use. That's probably not correct. All right. Well, I mean, I don't know how to prepare for this. So I think, I mean, I can have opinions and try to be funny with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I can already tell you I disagree with your bus statement. I'm just trying to trying to set something up. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> so there you go. You yeah, can do it. Yeah, first, Kenda says first rule of TriMet is to never make eye contact. Oh, absolutely. But I'm just saying if you have to take it upon yourself, that's mm-hmm. just one option. I'm laying out what the options are. Yeah, I mean, people are not agreeing with your option, Greg. You can't uh, you can't out crazy TriMet rider, or riders. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean. I don't I'm... want you to put yourself in danger because there are some real – Nut well, you don't balls. go with the full-on nutballs. I'm not talking about the screamers and the ranters. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is the people who, you know, who are taking up two seats. That's just common. Maybe not crazy. I'm talking about the, the assholes. Mm-hmm. Crazy the assholes. Yeah, maybe that's the way we'd go about it. I don't know. Well, anyway, there's one. Okay. All right, so what we're going to do, I'm sure they're going to be a lot less tame than this. Probably. Tonight. I, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's pages and pages and pages of them. People oh, just... Yeah. This is kind of like the old uh, Secret app that I liked so much. Oh, my God. I forgot about that I app. loved Secret. I, I posted a lot of things. Just you did. I remember you were always Secret. posting on there. Now, uh-huh. if anyone doesn't remember what Secret was, it was an app that you could anonymously, like, admit to things, Oh, you right? just post whatever. But it, it would group you by region or city or whatever your ramifications were, but it was all anonymous. So you knew you were posting to other people in the Portland area, but I didn't know who they were. So you mm. could say whatever you wanted. It was pretty fun. Yeah, you really liked it. I enjoyed it maybe a little too much. Yeah, I think you did. <laughs> Just throwing out some examples there. That's, that's so, This kind of seems like the I Anonymous thing. No, that's what you could say. Maybe you could use that as like a fun talking thing. Like, hey, I used to love the secret app. I did. Mm-hmm. I did. I, I, I enjoyed the secret app. Haven't you seen that thing where you can anonymously like comment on other people? Yeah, I didn't. Um, I would never want to do it that. It was like... Uh, Sarara or something. Yeah, it's like my name, but like Saraha yeah, or something. Sarah. Yeah, I, I have an account on there. 
I've never actually looked to see if any, I doubt anybody has posted on there. Oh, what if you have like a bunch of them? That would be probably not good. Yeah, so, uh, so it's Sarah. Uh, I received a hi. That is what I received. So I'm sure that was somebody very much not I would never bot. set myself up to be like, oh, here, will you say something mean anonymously to me? Jesus. Yeah, I don't know what people would say. No. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not as big a fan of that for myself being on there. No. I'll certainly post to other people. No, I haven't. I, I don't post to Oh, other I wouldn't do that. No, I don't either. But that's why I like the secret app. Everybody's anonymous. Okay. Who knows? Maybe I wrote some of these I anonymous letters. Did you write the one about you're angry at the husband and the wife with the happy Facebook page? Did you read the podcast one? It's the podcast one. Let's see if she picks it tonight. There wasn't a podcast one. Scroll through. Well, I don't even know where you're looking. I anonymous. Okay. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Greg, do you like Cadbury cream eggs? Um, they're not my number one. Oh, they're my number one Easter candy of all time. Uh, number one's still going to be uh, anything peanut butter and chocolate, so it's going to be something Reese's probably. Oh, but... I do like the Reese's, like, for some reason, the egg-shaped yep. Reese's peanut butter cups. Those are really good. Those yeah. are those are my, okay, maybe tied with Cadbury I, cream I eggs. I could do one Cadbury cream egg, really, uh, per season. All right, when I was younger, I used to only get, like, one, one or two Cadbury cream eggs in my Easter basket, and then as time went on, my mom noticed that all I really liked were the Cadbury cream eggs and I would leave everything else. So by the time, like, but by the end of when I stopped getting Easter baskets, it was just all Cadbury cream eggs. <laughs> so <laughs> here, like, these. I do my sister like... would get the Peeps and she loved those and I'd just get the Cadbury. Peeps I know, are she's, gross. She's broken inside. I Peeps know. are gross. I um, know. Yeah, cra- Cadbury cream egg, like one, one per season maybe. What I do like, I do enjoy the orange chocolates where you crack it and they sli- the slices of, do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, where it's orange-flavored chocolate. Uh, I guess. I've, I think and I've had know, them, but... Yeah, it comes in a big ball and then, and then orange tinfoil and you crack it and they all kind of fall apart, And right? they fall apart like slices of an orange, only yeah, it's all slices okay. of orange chocolate. Oh, it's good. Oh, I do like a good, like, marshmallow bunny, too. We put the chocolate on the no, outside. uh-uh. Anything marshmallow, I think I just can't do. Oh, I like that. Well, anyway, so Cadbury Cream Eggs. Cadbury has now launched a limited edition new uh, cream egg that's made out of white chocolate. So it's a white uh, chocolate cream egg, yeah. but they're also going to have a contest with it. So if you do, so what they're doing is instead of selling them separately, they're basically mixing them in with the milk chocolate cream eggs. What? So you don't know when you're going to get it? Yeah. So you don't know when you're going to get it. So uh, they're disguising That's the new white lame. chocolate eggs in regular foil wrapping. You won't be able to tell the difference between the two. But there is a chance that you could win some money if you get one of the white cream eggs. One egg will uh, can get you. Uh, $2,000. What? There are also 34 $1,000 prizes and a bunch more worth a $100 cash apiece. But the concern with this is... Yeah, how do you turn this in? No, not, that's not the concern. The concern is, since the foil, if you've ever had a Cadbury cream egg, on Cadbury cream eggs is so thin... Yeah. ...that people are going to be opening them to see if, if it's yeah. white... Yeah, you're just going to scrape it with their finger. Yeah, and then see if it's white. So therefore, all of them are going to be manhandled, and you won't be able to tell if you you know, get a cream egg that somebody has already put their fingers on. Yeah, yeah. They're going to put them like behind the shelf, you know, Yeah, like the even counter. the people who work at the grocery stores like, can probably yeah, like, why look they? and peek. Why wouldn't you take all the white eggs at the chance to win like $2,000? Yeah. yeah, so that's the big concern. So they're not, uh, they're not differently packaged. They're just that same thin foil that you can just lift up and see if it's a white one or not. 
So just so you know, um, unless you get them packaged, uh, there might be a strong chance that somebody has manhandled your Cadbury eggs. Okay. All right. In an update from yesterday, we talked about this, about how the whole world is laughing at the state of Oregon because oh of this my gas gosh. thing. As is, they should be. They like, should Oregon be. is embarrassing itself. It is itself. international news. Like, they aren't even, like, referencing Oregon. Like, they're like, a state in the United States. Oh, I've been seeing the ones where they say, blatantly oh, yeah. say, Oregon. Uh, no, then they're saying Oregon. Like, we're being made fun of, like, we are the hillbillies of the world because I people have not learned the basic human function of being able to pump I don't gas. think it's hillbillies. I don't think that's the right word. It's It seems entitled, uneducated. It's like, it, I lazy. Don't know. Lazy, yeah, that's definitely entitled. I do not pump my own gas. God, it, people are making us look like jackasses. Oh my gosh, and it just keeps on going. So, um, so this the is world making is international right. news. The world is right to make fun so of it. So in case you don't I mean, know, for Oregonians, a self-serve gas law took effect this Monday, and it has gone to the top of why people make fun of people from Oregon. So this is House Bill 2482, which was signed last year um, by Governor Kate Brown, allows motorists to pump their own gas <laughs> in nearly half of Oregon's 36 counties. I'm looking at some of the titles now, here. Oh, USA Today, Internet mercilessly laughs at Oregonians. Yes. As they should. Jasmine says crybabies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. I 100% agree. Oregon is- and New Jersey have long been the only two states in the U.S. to ban customers from pumping their own fuel. Uh, so the responses received prompted people to, like everyone talking about, to go viral over the weekend. As of Tuesday, the stories about this have been shared more than 20,000 times with over 18,000 <laughs> comments. One of the comments that I read, uh, some of them from Oregonians, of course, the woman yesterday who said, I, I've lived in the state all my life and I refuse to pump my own gas. Oh. This is a service only qualified people should perform. I will literally park at the pump and wait until someone comes and pumps my gas for me. <laughs> well, good luck with that. I will. <laughs> I mean, are these all real? Are these people just like trolling? These, or? Are, these are real. I started clicking on them and they're like old, white haired busybodies. Old cotton oh, tops. Oh, man. All right. This person says, I go the to work is- at 5 a.m. Not a lot of people at the gas pumps at that time of the morning. And yes, I do not feel safe pumping my own gas. Who? What <laughs> dangers are happening the at the transients, gas The transients. We have talked about this. The transients that are going to come and try and mug you while you're, you know, pumping your gas. Oh, that's right. Not to mention, it's freezing and rainy. So thank you so much to all who voted to change it. You have now taken away a nice luxury that okay. most of us enjoyed. Now, wait. I love this. Wait, she said it's raining. It's and not to mention it's freezing and rainy. Yeah, but you're covered under yeah, the rain. Covered. Almost every gas station has a cover for that. You're not you're not out in the. You're at least covered. Like yeah, it's cold, but oh my god! God, they're acting like we just drive me insane. We're like living in sub-zero temperatures. Yuck! Pumping my own fuel in freezing temperatures and handling a nasty old fuel nozzle that fifty other people have touched that day, and who knows what cooties are on there? No, thank you. It's nice not having to pump your own fuel. Uh, okay. So, uh, by the way, rest assured, if you are elderly or disabled, there is still a rule. Um, Americans with Disability Act's uh, mandate that service stations offer help to you. So if you do there honestly you have a physical issue getting out of your car or you need assistance, there will be someone for you. If you're a lazy piece of shit, get out and pump That's your own the thing. gas. Yeah, if you are physically unable to, that makes sense. Absolutely. Or it's a giant burden to be able to get out. Sure. <laughs> Trudy says, I can't remember ever not pumping my own gas. What's weird is that you get used to it. I don't mind pumping my own gas at all. Like, I, I'd prefer to do that. But when I went to Washington, I'd stopped in Kalama on my way up uh, for Christmas. And I sat in my car like an idiot. 
for like a full minute before I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm not in Oregon. I felt like such a shock. No. No, I was, I was just like, okay, getting out my credit card. And I'm like, I'm like oh my God, I'm in Washington. I'm such a just fucking sitting there, You know everybody else is looking at your Oregon I know, they're all like, looking at my Oregon license uh-huh. plates like, oh, look at that idiot from let's, Oregon. Let's see how long it takes her to figure it out. I know, it was so embarrassing. And I looked and everyone else is from Washington and I was like, just pretending that I, like, I pulled out my phone I was pretending I was looking at something at that, like not that I was totally not waiting for someone to <sighs> ask me. Okay. Anyway, so that's what's happening. <laughs> all right. Oh, Oregon deserves this. I know. All right, a story out of Florida. Well, a prison inmate is now irate after he claims that the drugs that police people found inside of his buttocks were not his. And he is furious that he's being blamed for possession of them. I don't know how they got they there. They just got in there. Wait, so the drugs in his bucks were not his. They were not his. So how did they get there? Craig, I'm so glad that you asked me that. Okay. Uh, so senior judge William H. Platt wrote in a state court opinion that this man by the name of Wiley Biggs. Wait a minute. I just thought of something really what? quick. Can what? we go back to the gas thing? Yeah, what about it? Because this just jostled my memory. Now I'm thinking about this. I'm not sure if I do like this. So Keelan just made a comment in our live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live, 699 a month, first week is free. He said, nothing like being 18th in line with one attendant. Now I'm thinking about this because what I hate the most, I love and hate, is the self-checkout at grocery stores because I'm quick, I know exactly what I'm doing, I'm in and I'm out. But there are so many people in the self-checkout that take forever because they forget that, oh, I have to pay. Like they run all their stuff through and, and then it's like, oh, I forgot I have to pay at the end and then dig through their wallets or their bags to find their card and then run it and just stare there confused forever and it takes like twice as long. What if that's what's going to happen okay. at these pumps? These people have no idea. They don't want to do it. They're forced to do it. They have no idea what they're doing. Like clueless. It could take twice as long. Maybe we could do. This could be worse. Have you ever seen Reality Bites? the movie with Winona Ryder in Yeah, it. I mean, a long time okay, ago. Okay, do you remember what she does? Because she doesn't have any money to buy anything, so her dad gives her a gas card, and what she does is gets people to give her cash, and she'll run her gas card for it if they give her the cash, and then she'd pump their gas. Maybe we can do something Wait, like why that. would she do that? Because all she could do was, um, she didn't have a credit card, but she needed money, so she was like, hey, you're getting gas, I'll pay for your gas on my gas card. But you give me cash, and then we're all set. So that way she got cash from using, uh, cash from using her gas card. Uh, that seems sketchy as fuck. Well, of course it's sketchy. Yeah, so she has a stolen gas card. and then No, she, she didn't would... have a stolen gas card. It was a present. But, like, it was only supposed to be for gas, but she figured out how to make the system work for her. I'm not going to trust the girl but I'm that gonna walks say, up and says, no, give but me cash. Maybe and I'll we buy should just gas. start loitering around gas stations and help me. Like, hey, hey, ma'am, you look like you're having a little bit of trouble. Why not a little five spot, and I can uh, help you pump your gas for you. So you want to become a gas station attendant? Not a gas station attendant, but like a gas station bandit. You think you're going to make more money this way by standing around a gas station and pumping gas for people? No, it's kind of lean up against the wall with a toothpick. And the and like some you know the gas station's not going to have any issue with this. No, and I'll be like, oh, you look like you're having a little trouble with that nozzle there. How exactly? I I would love to film you trying this. Mm-hmm. I want to see you try it out. I don't know if I could go full reality bites because I don't have a gas card, but I wonder if I could like get people to pay me if I help them uh-huh. with their gas. Okay. Or like maybe I wouldn't ask them to pay me, but they'd be so grateful because I'm so helpful that they they just shower me with money. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably it. They'll just mm-hmm. shell out the money. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you for pumping that gas for me because that's what happens now with 
gas station attendants. All right, can I get back to the Florida butt drugs? So lucrative. Yeah, let's get okay. back to that. Okay, so. all right. So this guy, Wiley Biggs, became the subject of a strip search when a corrections officer saw another inmate pass something to him from the state prison. Now, when Wiley Biggs was ordered to bend over and spread his buttocks, the searchers found a, pl- a small plastic bag sticking out of his... Reckon. Inside of the bag was a blue balloon con- containing synthetic marijuana. Well, Wiley Biggs uh, said that prison officials were not able to prove that, in fact, the synthetic marijuana inside of his buttocks was his. However, the judge, Wait, dis- the judge disagreed. But they pulled it out? Yes. So, I mean, this is something... So we knew the balloon was there. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty impressed by this guy. He's just like, no, no, no. Not mine. Mm-mm. Didn't do it. Not I mine. I mean, how did he explain it? Greg, that's enough of an explanation in this day and age. Haven't you, uh, haven't you learned that? Yeah. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Not. I did not. I did not. He just didn't do it. So there you are. Sorry, what is this? Blue Balloon. Oh, uh, never mind. Is it a it was ween an idea. song? Yeah, it was a ween song. Blue Balloon. Live at 7.30 tonight, you can see things like this oh my God. on stage for the I Anonymous and show. Greg tries, tries to awkwardly pepper in ween I'll try whenever to bring up he ween. can. I'll make a ween drop if you can. No, I won't. I'm not going to guarantee that. Please don't. All right, and finally, I do have, well, if my gas idea doesn't work out, Greg, I think this might be the one. Yes. Even though I think this might be illegal in Oregon, I bet we can find some wiggle room around this. Okay. Well, a food safety expert is now warning people that the newest trend could turn deadly. Now, this is something that's happening in Silicon Valley where there is something that is trending called raw water. Oh, I have heard about this. Have you heard about this? Yes. Have you seen this? I have never heard about this. Yeah. So this is where rich-ass motherfuckers mm-hmm. in Silicon Valley are now wanting untreated water mm-hmm. to drink. Yeah. So the demand for unfiltered water is skyrocketing as tech industry insiders developed a taste for water that hasn't been treated. Taste for mercury. In San Francisco, unfiltered, untreated, unsterilized spring water is selling as much as $60 for a two-and-a-half-gallon jug. Oh, my gosh. That is... Now, startups all over San Francisco, dedicated uh, untreated water, are popping up everywhere. Now, people, including uh, a startup by the name of Juicerose, are gathering gallons of untreated water from natural springs to sell to idiots at Burning Man. Ugh. $60 for... For wow. less than three gallons of wow. untreated, dirty water. can make so much Now, money. Evans, again, who's a founder of the Raw Water Startup Company, says other fans, um, well, he says that him and fans believe that, that raw water is perfect for those who are extreme about health. However, food safety advocates say the opposite is true. Almost everything conceivable that can make you sick can be found in untreated, dirty water. I mean, the thing is, these are the same people that are going to talk about global warming and about how we're affecting the environment and we're ruining it and we need to conserve. And that's all correct. We do need to conserve and be careful with that stuff. That means you don't drink the raw water. 
the raw water. God, I, can't, I hate even using that term. Unfiltered, untreated water, even from the cleanest of streams, contains anim- uh, animal feces, spreads giardia, which has symptoms such as vomiting and diarrhea, dia- excuse me, diarrhea, which results in about 4,600 4, uh, hospitalizations a year. Plus, also you can get hepatitis A, um, E. coli, cholera can also be transmitted via untreated water. You know what they need? They really want to do this? An amazing water filter. That you can pick up from Next Adventure, that nextadventure.net. That is so great. This is the time when you need a water filter because I'll drink anything out in the wild with my water filter. I drank wild water many times. Walk up to any pool of liquid, pump my water filter in it. Mmm, delicious clean water. That's gross the way you word that. Delicious. Mm-hmm. With a water filter. With a water filter. Yep. But, you know, just get regular water. Don't pay some dipshit. I will pump them a gallon of filtered water, filtered whatever, river water, for $50 a gallon. Much less than what they're paying right now. Well, Greg, let me just tell you, if you uh, get your first two-and-a-half-gallon jug of raw water for $61, a refill is only a meager So the raw water trend is being uh, compared to people's obsession with raw milk or opposition to vaccines. While they lack scientific evidence, the people who believe in this are convinced that they are correct, in, in part because they fail to see the repercussions of life without scientific advances. I think that's a nice way to say that they're not so bright. Yeah. So anyway, um, please don't drink unfiltered water. We think you're great, and I don't want you to get any weird diseases. But, I mean, Greg, if we want to get out on those. I mean, I can go. We're about, where we're at right now, about 10 blocks from a river. Mm-hmm. We can run down there and fill up a couple gallon buckets. That'll, that is raw water. Oh, God, that is the rawest of water with the yeah. Willamette. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Douglas. Yeah, you want some raw water. There's some lots of raw stuff in there. 50 bucks a gallon. Ugh. Ship it to you. Okay. All right, there you have it, my friends. There's your world of crazy. That's just mm. making me kind of nauseous just thinking about it. Yeah, it's pretty good. All, All right, right, should we do some some ball talk? Some pre- it's pretty good. You want to drink wa- raw water? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to drink wa- raw water. No. Let's talk about the story. Oh. I just can't wait to see a whole... I mean, I don't want anyone to, like, die... Funny to see a whole bunch of like you know trips. Richie Rich, you know San Francisco tycoon people with stomach ailments because they're drinking like sewage water. Yeah, because they think it makes them you better know, than everybody. So I went down the train of reading about the raw water thing a little bit this morning. I okay, I'd never heard of it until it, this morning. I yeah, that's when I heard about it too, and so I, I went down a little internet hole. But then I spun off into something else about Silicon Valley executives and their giant like orgy parties that they have. Apparently, it's a whole thing down there. Oh. There's some weird stuff if you start going down learning about rich Silicon Valley people. Which, if you'd like to invest in a podcast, Fun Employment Radio, we will take your Silicon Valley investment. I'll even give you a free gallon of water. Wow. Fresh from the Willamette. Yeah. As raw as you want it. (laughs) I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Gross. Balls. All right. So it's potpourri of balls. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. I didn't get a chance to talk about it yesterday, but the NFL playoffs have been decided as far as who's going to be competing in them. And Sarah, let me tell you, 
making it for the first time in, oh shoot, was it 16 years? Oh boy. The Buffalo Bills back in the playoffs. The Buffalo Bills are in the playoffs. Now, if you've been listening to this uh, year's episode of Fun Employment Radio, you know that I've been talking about how I really want to go to a Buffalo Bills game because just of the fact that their fans seem insane, mm-hmm. but like really fun, like fun to observe, not necessarily to get involved, but just observe. And they are in the playoffs. And I actually spoke to Aaron Duran because the Bills are his favorite team. Uh, last weekend when they when he's like, can you imagine what tonight is right like tonight is like in Buffalo? The Bills make it to the playoffs and it's New Year's Eve all at the same time. Oh, what the man. city of Buffalo must have been like. I mean, just insane. We're ama- I'm amazed they didn't burn it to the ground. But they didn't. That I'm aware of. And uh, the Bills will be playing in the playoffs. This coming weekend. I'll be oh. making predictions on all of that. Oh, when are you going to make them? This weekend? I'll make it on Friday. Mm-hmm. Friday, I'll make my predictions. So we got the Titans and the Chiefs and the Bills and the Jaguars, Falcons and the Rams and Panthers and the Saints all happening this coming weekend. Sir. That's going to be a very exciting weekend, Greg. Yes, it is. NFL playoffs. Okay. So that's, a, that's all that's going down. When is the Super Bowl? Uh, it's February something or other. Okay. Yeah. February 2nd or something like that. It's on Groundhog Day? Um, might be. Do you really want me to Google it right now? Do I no, need to do that for you? No, I mean, but you? that seems like what we've been doing. February 4th. Thank February you. February 4th. That is when the Super Bowl is. All right, moving on to ball talk. We have this. There is a new power couple love connection in the world of sports. I want to see if you can guess. Oh, God, I don't care. One of them's an NFL player. Does it have to do with a Kardashian? No, there's no Kardashians. No, okay. are, these are both athletes, I would say. They compete in sports. Sporting events. Okay, Greg, that is like the most general thing. One's a quarterback from the NFL. Okay, what's the... Uh, the, the lady sporter is going to be herder. One is what? He's, he's one of the most famous quarterbacks. Tim Tebow. No, not Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow's famous, but he's not even in the NFL. Um, Tom Brady. No, Tom Brady's with Giselle Bunchen. I, I don't know. Name one other quarterback. Russell Wilson. No, but that that'd be a good guess. But, but I named he's, a I named a quarterback. He is he's All right, he's then who got is it? A... You're disappointing me, sir. Johnny. Aaron Rodgers. Oh. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, didn't he break up with uh, what's her nuts? Yeah, he's not with her anymore. Yeah. Yeah, with Olivia Munn. No. Yeah. Now the rumor is Aaron Rodgers. Is dating Danica Patrick. You know who Danica Patrick is? No. I mean, I know the name. I don't know. I don't the, remember. Is she a soccer? The race car driver. Okay. She does all like the GoDaddy commercials. She, yeah, she used to do those. She's pretty attractive. Danica Patrick and Aaron Rodgers are allegedly together. They're seen kissing and, quote, couldn't seem to keep their hands off of each Why other. Why is it always described as that? I don't know. It's always the same creepy person. That's like the default person. tabloid description. Like, they just couldn't keep their hands off this, of each other. Here's the story. Uh, and I think this is, let's see, where'd this come from? Like, TMZ or something. They were at Aaron's favorite restaurant in Green Bay after Christmas. An onlooker said that Danica and Aaron were all over each other, kissing and couldn't seem to keep their hands off of each other. This is on the extreme down low as they both want to keep this quiet for now. Oh, my God. People are gross. It's early, but they are really hanging it off, says our source. Like, who is this source? <laughs> Just somebody who happens to be at a restaurant at the same time and sees the two of them sitting there like, ooh, they can't keep their hands on each other. Ooh, they're keeping this on the down low. Anyway, that's what the rumor is. 
<laughs> the live chat. Funemploymentradio.com slash live. Again, six ninety nine a month. The first week is free. You get list- to listen to our show live and then special recordings of all the other shows on the network. Live Geek in the City, which is this evening. But Edward uh, said, this makes sense. There is no way she is straight either. So she's, he's saying they're both gay. Out of they're, both, they're both each other's beards, I think is what, <laughs> what that's being applied. <laughs> all right, moving on to ball talk. I'll just go to this final one Do it. for today. And uh, it's a very special one. Has to do with the end of the season for the Cleveland Browns. And the Cleveland Browns accomplished something that only one other team has ever done in NFL history. And that was the Detroit Lions. And it is this, Sarah. They went completely winless. Oh, and 16, not a single game won. Yes. Oh, boy. Zero and 16 to cap off a perfect season. So congratulations to the Cleveland Browns. They did it. Uh, I guess they're, they're going to have some kind of a, the fans are going to have a satirical parade celebrating their perfect season. Because they're so That's used to pretty funny. Teams, they're so used to the Browns losing. Like, it's just what they do. So, uh, congratulations to the Cleveland Browns fans. Another year. It can only get better from here. But in honor of that, I decided to play, yes, indeed, a fan song from the Cleveland Browns. Mm, except it's not playing, is it? Oh, no, it's not. Oh, boy, this is happening. Boy, I hope this doesn't happen live on stage. Oh, boy. Okay, in all fairness, that was like a 40-second, like, silent intro. It was 1950 in the cold and rain When my father took me to my very first game Said the Browns are gonna show you how the game is played Here we go again Is this Trey this Parker? Is, it's No, it's Michael Stanley and the Cleveland Browns All-Star Band. I think these are actually former Cleveland Browns. Oh, yeah, Jim Brown is in this, apparently. The lead singer has the most amazing mullet. When is this from? 1998. Okay. Okay, Greg, okay. I'm trying to stop him, everyone. (laughs) It's just the passion, you know? you got to appreciate the passion. You don't get songs like this anymore about teams. What was this at this town? Oh, wow. Greg? All right, fine. Well, there we go. It's Michael Stanley and the Cleveland Browns All-Star Band. Here we go again. Oh, it's 16. Congratulations. To the Cleveland Browns. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. All right, Jez gave you almost a compliment. He said, this is far from the worst song Greg has ever played. Thank you. Well, I mean, it's true. It's true. I mean, that was like... The, it's the passion. Nice. Like, this is... The thing is, like, it's when you get the, the songs, like, I would say 98 is probably about the cutoff, but pre that, that's when you really get, like, the... This is our town. This is what we do. Watching all game plays through and through. Our team's gonna fight till the end. I'm gonna watch it with my friend. We're watching our team. Look at them go. I think Greg's having a stroke or something. (laughs) 
Wow, I really hope that you and probably start singing. Now like, rolling the gold. Greg, you don't sound like you're doing okay. <laughs> like, have you snapped? Yeah, we'll see you tonight. Come see live on stage. 7.30 p.m. tonight at the Curious Comedy Theater. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. You are all wonderful people. We'll be live for the I Anonymous show tonight at Curious Comedy Theater. Hosted by Caitlin Weirhauser, myself, Sarah Dillon, and Julia Ramos. All on stage. Hope to see you there. Mm, kind of feel like I'm going to throw up a little. Mm-hmm. Oh, people are asking for the Butterman, Greg, as a palate cleanser. Ooh, Butterman is a pretty good one. We'll be having some best ofs next week, so let us know if you have any suggestions still. But the Butterman Saga will be... I'm working on putting together some. Okay. I don't have the Butterman. Do you have the I Butterman? I think we can play the Butterman. Okay. If you're a live subscriber, actually, there's another thing that you can do. If you subscribe to the Fun Employment Radio Network, $6.99 a month, first week is free, funemploymentradio.com mm-hmm. slash subscribe, you get access to the Butterman song in the archives. That's part of it. Ooh. Also, you'll get to listen to Geek in the City live on the air. Geek in the City tonight. Geek in the City tonight here on the Fun Employment Radio Network. Join them at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. And right after the show, uh, if you're listening live, I'm going to play an episode of The Well-Adjusted Gamer. Another cool. wonderful show on this network. So we really appreciate all the shows that we partner with. They're all great folks. Lots of different things for you to listen to. So many tastes that taste great together. Oh, that's weird. That was a weird way to say it. I was trying to sound all like... I don't... No. United. Um, I'm not sure about that. Okay. All right. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. We will be back tomorrow. Oh, I was going to ask you, can we go live at 10.30 a.m. tomorrow? I just found out. Is 10.30 a.m. possible? Yes. Okay, so live subscribers, 10.30 a.m., 10.30 a.m., live tomorrow instead of 11 a.m., 10.30 a.m., Sarah's glaring at me. I have an audition. They asked me. Thanks so much. We'll see you tomorrow. Maybe tonight. So good in here right now. The silky, the smooth. You know, I want all the ladies in the room right now gather around. I want you to get real close to your speakers. Cause you're about to go on a voyage. You're taking a journey, a destination, but a town. They call me the